we are punked right smack uh, in the middle of this uh, of this explanation of Achdus Hashem and how when a person is mevatel, <coughs> we're in the middle of page Lamedalit in the old books. When a person is mevatel, uh, the Indian of Kriyashma, it doesn't mean literally that he doesn't say Kriyashma. What it means is the concept of Krishna, which is the Akta Sashem. That's what we're talking about here. So he says like this, Vizehu, we are three quarters of the way down, Lamadalid. Uh, there's a period at the end, like towards the end of the line, on my version. It says like this, Vizehu inyan mitzvah yichud havaya. This is the idea of the mitzvah of the yichud of havaya b'krishma. B'vachinus yichud ilav, yichud ilav, like we discussed yesterday. Eich shehavaya hu elokim. How Havaya and Elokim is Kulichad. It's all one. The Shem Elokim ain't a master klal legabe atzmus Shem Havaya. That we have to say that the Shem Elokim is not concealing at all in comparison to the actual name of Havaya. Be'em is meir bechinas atzmus Havaya. And in fact, it's causing to shine <coughs> the level of Shem Havaya. Gam alide Shem Elokim, dafka. And also through the Shem Elokim. And really, that the worlds are completely bottle. And they're completely one with the Orain of the Achashinishabu, like the way it was after the creation compared to before the creation. Yes? Then he says, Vigam Kamola Gabenu. Also, like from our perspective, Shem Elokim Master Al Etzim or the Shem Avaya, that even though we understand, like we talked about extensively yesterday, that Be'emes, the Shem Elokim, is not concealing the Shem Avaya. The Shem Elokim is coming to help, right? Just like we have in the Mashal of the Rav and Talmud, or the Oisius and the Machshava, right? Those are two great Mashalim to bring out how the Kalim are coming to express the gilui of the or. Right? Without the kalim, you don't have any gilui. With the kalim, you have the gilui. So that's what he's saying here. That yes, from one perspective, we're saying Elohim is, is concealing. But really, it's really coming to reveal. Because why? Right? Because if you had only Shem Havaya, right, it would not be able to be the experience of a yesh. A person has to recognize that this is not a true hester. This is not a true concealment. Instead, what is it? It's a shining of a ray of the shame of Aya. A shining of the ray of the shame of Aya through the shame of and that is what is bringing into existence the world and giving life to the world to make the world continue. And everything, all the hashpa that's coming down is dafka coming from the shame of Aya. Everything. That's the bottom line. That's the emes. Now, that is it. That is the mitzvah of Krishna. The mitzvah of Krishna, of course, is to say 
practically speaking, Shema in the morning, Shema in the evening, that we all know. <clears throat> but in a deeper way, what is the mitzvah of Kriya Shema? The mitzvah of Kriya Shema is Achdus Hashem. Is our job to look at the world and recognize the world is not what it appears to be. That's the etzim point here. That when we look at the world, we see the world as a place of disparity, a place of, 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 of yeshus, this place of a lack of unity. And we have to use our minds to be able to look beyond the falseness that is taking place. If we only use our eyes, so we see the world the way the rest of the world sees the world, right? As this is here, this is there, this is there, no, no connection, whatever. So the mitzvah of Krishma really means to be able to look deeper, to look at the world from a deeper perspective. That is the idea. That is how we, that is the mitzvah. That means that everything that is happening in the world is being run by God. That's it. Ah, you don't see that. I don't see that. You're right. We don't see it with our two fleshly eyes. But Be'em is, that's what's really happening here. And that's what we have to be able to focus on. We have to be able to meditate on. We have to be able to penetrate what our physical eyes are telling us. Our physical eyes are telling us one thing. And we have to be able to say, I know that that's what it looks like, but that's not the emis. That's the idea. That's what we have to be able to do over and over and over again. Both in a way of Baruch Shem Kavod which is the idea of Yehudi Tata, which is the idea that I exist, but I know my whole existence is being made by Hashem every single second of the day. And in a way of Yehudi Elah, which is the idea Havaya Echad, right? That there's nothing else here except for God. I, it appears to be a Metzias, it appears to be a Yesh, it appears to be all these different separate entities that are taking place. That's just a, a, a lack of truth. It's a mirage in a certain way that I'm seeing it from this perspective. But it's not really that perspective. So this is, this is the challenge that we all have, right? Because the truth is that it goes totally against the grain. Our whole Matthias is constantly screaming out, Yesh od milvado, that there is something else except for God. There is all of existence. And that's what we're totally seeing. And every time something sa- someone says something to me and someone acts in a certain way towards me and something that, on and on and on. And I'm looking at the world as being separateness, right? I was reading a, uh, a, a children's book of a, a, big, uh, of a great tzaddik to, um, to my son last night. And he was talking about a story about how... Uh, how uh, he, when he was a bacher and yeshiva, whatever, there was one kid that used to really give him a hard time, the librarian, right? The guy was, and, he, and he never did anything to this kid. He used, I would always scream at him, make fun of him, and give him a hard time. Anyway, so, uh, so what happened? Like, he had no idea. He's like, what, what did I ever do to you? Like, like, nothing. Anyway, so he started to think, like, what in, what in the world do I do? You know, wrong here. Why am I always, why is this guy giving me such a hard time? He got so upset and whatever, he was upset and he went and finally fell asleep. And in his dream, he, he remembered how he had acted like really inappropriately when he was younger towards some other bacher or whatever. No, no, no. He woke up and he realized that this was a, a sign, so to speak, from Hashem. So he went, he wanted, to do, he wanted to do tshuva for it, he wanted to fix himself up for it. And what happened? He said, I don't know who this kid is. I don't know who the Bachar is that I, you know, did this damage to. I don't know what I'm... Yeah. So he just went 
to Aaron Kaidish and he and he davened and he, you know, whatever, and he asked Hashem to help him do tshuva, whatever, and for forgiveness. Anyway, the next day, what happens? The next day, this librarian, after months and months and months and months of picking on him and giving me a hard time, he comes over to him and said, what, which book did you want yesterday? I could definitely get it. For, like, it was a very friendly, in a very friendly way. And that was the end of the story. So it's a very nice story. Why is it a nice story? Because we always look at everything that happens in the world as being, and this is, you know, as much a lesson for me as anyone else. You know, it's hard to get out of it. But why is this person picking on me? Why is this person kicking my foot? Why is this person doing this? Why is it, you know? And really, it's really all my relationship with Hashem. Hashem is sending this person to kick my foot. And Hashem is sending this person to uh, tell me off and whatever. This is, this is Hashem doing it. Right? This is, this is the idea of Hasidus. This is what we're talking about. This is Einor Milvado. So if this person is stepping on my toe, I must know that I'm doing something wrong somewhere. So why, what am I doing wrong? It has nothing to do with this guy. It has to do with me. Right? That's the union of Achtus Hashem. Everything is from Hashem. Everything is one with Hashem. Everything, is, everything in the world is just Hashem interacting with me. Or in, in, in the higher level, it's, there's nothing else here except for Hashem. So what am I getting all nervous about and worried about and this about and that about? Uh, this is the avoda that we're constantly being challenged by. And this is what it means when we say in Krishna Shalomita, Im chatati aviti pashati, and I was not uh, able to do uh, the avoda of Krishna. That was mevatal Krishna. That's what it means. It means that I'm not doing it the way it's supposed to be done. <coughs> So he says, that even from our perspective, where the Shem Elohim is concealing, that the ray of Hashem is bringing into existence the Machaya Oilam, that this is how I have to live. And the truth is, now he goes a step further, right? It doesn't master at all. And really, it is causing the etzim of the Shem Havaya to shine mamish And therefore, the Oilamos are completely bottled out of Metzias. This is the idea here. Right? This is what, this is what, this is what we're talking about. That it's completely bottled by Metzias. That's the world. This is, this is what I have to recognize. And so instead of looking at it as a concealment, I have to look at it much more from the point of view of the mashalim of like Rav and Talmud, mashal. That the Rav, when he holds himself back to teach over, remember our, our, our mashal from yesterday, Einstein teaching a bunch of 12-year-olds, when he's holding himself back from the point of view of the, of the science, the way he understands science, it's only to deliver science that a 12-year-old will be able to understand. But it's not that he's holding, it's not that he's not revealing. He is revealing. The concealment is the revelation in a way that the 12-year-old is able to get it. If Einstein would just start speaking science, the way he understands science, right, then the 12-year-old is not going to understand a word he's talking about. That's not gilui. That's not revelation. That's words, but it's not Gilui because he might as well be speaking in, uh, you know, in, in, in Portuguese for that matter, right? What does it matter? Because he's not understanding a word that he's saying anyway. This is the point. So 
yes, it's a, on the one hand, it's a concealment that he doesn't see, the 12-year-old does not see the science the way Einstein understands science. But on the other hand, it's a gilui of science coming from Einstein. Same thing here. If Shem Havaya would just shine, so we'd all be not nullified. We'd all be bottled out of our Matthias. We would, nothing would be, you know, no one would be able to experience anything here. It's Dafka because Shem Elohim comes along and limits the Shem Havaya, which enables us to be in existence, enables there to be a world. It enables there to be Gilui of Shem Havaya. That is the Gilui of Shem Havaya. That's the idea. So a person has to yukfa. What does yukfa mean? What's yukfa? From the word koveya. What? Fix it. Establish this. We have to establish this yichud in our souls. And when a person realizes that this is the emis, the emis is the the, the abishter is in charge of the world. The abishter is running the show. The abishter is in charge of every little thing. There is nothing here that is outside of his realm. Everything is him. Nothing else. When I can establish that in my mind, as many as the crazy things that are happening in the world, right, are constantly, every news report of some craziness that's happening, or every news report in my own life of craziness that's happening in my own life, right, I'm not, I'm going to try to fix in my head that what? That it's Hashem that's doing this, that Hashem is running the show, Hashem is sending this to me, and it's my relationship with Hashem. And the main thing by me is the Elokus, which is bringing into existence and giving life to the world. And for sure, I'm not going to give myself over to the superficiality of the physicality of the world. To think that that's the main point of why I'm alive. The main thing is going to be the Elokus. The Elokus is going to be the main event. This is going to be given over into my soul. And everything outside in the world, I'm going to look at as a secondary thing, a davar tafel. Yeah? Because even though it's true that I'm totally uh, uh, absorbed in, in my yeshishness, and I realize that I'm receiving my chayas from the physical world, and I need it. In other words, I can't just all of a sudden decide, you know what, guys, I'm going away into the mountains, into a cave, and I'm just going to, you know, float, levitate there for the next, uh, you know, 50 years. It doesn't work that way. You need a world. You need food to eat, you need a house, you need clothing, you need, these are physical things, right? You need a car to drive back and forth to work, and you, know, you need to go to this place, and you need to go to that place. You know, in other words, we are inherently enmeshed in the physical world. But this is because Hashem made it this way. Hashem wanted us to be this way. Hashem never said, I want you all to live in a monastery in the middle of the mountains and disappear from the world. Adarabha, he said the opposite. He wants us to be involved in the world. He wants us, you know, what's, what's the most thing that you're involved in the world? Getting married. 
having children. All right? In other words, you want to, if you think about it, Mitzad, the, the idea of a secular world, what would be a spiritual life? The spiritual life is becoming celibate and running away from the world and living off in some you know, ashram somewhere or some mountain somewhere. That's not, that's not what the Abishter is saying. The Abishter is saying, no, the first mitzvah in the Torah is get married and have children. Well, I've got news for you. When you get married and have children, it's a very different type of experience. You're very much involved in the world. When the child has the sniffles, you have to take him to the doctor. And when the child wants to eat, you have to feed him. And he has, to, and he has a dirty diaper. And, you have to, right? and this is all part of being alive in this world. This is what it means to be alive in this world. And this is what the Abishter wants. So on the one hand, we're not supposed to be mispoiled from the Gash mystical world. We're not supposed to be affected by it. We're not supposed to be... On the other hand, he wants his dafka to be in the physical world. It would be much easier if you just look, we're going to go, we're going to fast every day, we're going to go off into the mountain somewhere, we'll wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning, we'll meditate, we'll watch the sunrise, we'll take a nap, we'll, you know, this is... That's not what Hashem wants. That would make life much, much easier. Hashem wants us dafka to be involved in the world, to get married, to have children, to have a job, to have a house, to feed our, feed our children, to, right? So it's like they say a, with regards to people that go on diets, right? The, the easiest thing would be just not to, like, not to eat. The hardest thing is to eat this much. Because when you're involved in it already, now you have to be involved. You have to be involved, in the, but you're only allowed this much, only this much. Just don't, don't show me the food and, I, and I'll be fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, take me away from it. I, like, let's just cut it off. No, 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 no. You have to eat, but you're only allowed to eat like this. And you have to eat like that. And you can't do that. This is, this is where the challenge is. So Hashem wants us on the one hand to be very, very much involved in the world. Very much involved in the world. But on the other hand, we have to know that Hashem is running the world. And we have to know that we are not, we are not, we are not being run by the Gashmias Dikka world. That's the key point. We have to, like he says here, right? When you really fix it and you establish it in yourself, this Yichud, Yavin V'yargish, Hetev, you will understand and you will feel it very well. That the physical thing from which you're getting your chai is, it's also just a garment. Like the, the garments, which are like curtains. Which the or is being mislabish in order, <coughs> excuse me, for there to be So yes, be involved in the world, but recognize the world is Hashem. That's what he's trying to say here. The world is Hashem, and I have to, I have to not run away from it. I have to hold out my two hands and go full blast into it. But I have to do it in a way, not that the, the Gashmias becomes my Metzias. The Gashmias, I have to eat this type of food and this restaurant and this fancy restaurant and these types of shoes and this type of phone and this type of clothing and this type of car and this type of da 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 And you spend hundreds and hundreds of hours 
figuring out the Gashmias and working on the Gashmias and how I'm going to get this exact meat. I want my steak to be medium well and not medium rare and not medium and not, and I'm going to send it back to the, send it back to the kitchen. That means my Metzius is the Gashmias. No. I have to recognize that the Gashmias is a prop. What is it a prop for? For my play. What's my play? Avoid Hashem. Right? In other words, if you go, God forbid, I mean, people shouldn't do this, but when, when a person goes, one of the most popular things to do in New York is to go to a Broadway place, right? Imagine that there would just be a guy on the stage and he would just be uh, without any props, without any costume, without anything. No one would go to the play. I the whole thing... The, what? I could imagine that being a thing today. Yeah. So the, the whole thing is that you need the props. You need it to look, you know, it's like now, you know, probably, I remember when Star Wars came out, I mean, the first Star Wars, and it was such a, they spent like a million dollars on on the on the, uh, on the the props, and it was such a big deal or something like that. I don't remember what it was, exactly a million dollars, but it was like in the 1970s, that was a lot of money to be able to make this type of set and this type of this and this type of that. And, and it was such a big deal because it was so different from all, from anything else that was out at that time. What's the Nakuda? You need the props. You need the props. The props enables you to see so also we need the props. We do need the props. We need a house to live in. We need clothing to wear. We need food to eat. We need a car. We need a job. We need all these things. We need all these things. But we have to recognize that these are the props. This is not the, this is not the play. It's the props in the play. But they're only the props. Right? And that's the Iker point that a person has to live with and he has to, he has to, he has to, yukva benasho, as it says. He has to fix it into his soul. All right, I think we'll stop here for today. So many